0: Where does all this Valentine's stuff come from anyways? I don't know, but here's a brief history, an amazing statistic about Valentine's, and lastly, a better idea for you. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode number 43. We are going to be talking about Valentine's Day. It's coming up this weekend. Hope you haven't forgotten. Or not. Well, you know, we have mixed feelings about Valentine's Day, but we'll get to that shortly.
1: Hey Verlinda. What? What kind of flowers are not appropriate for Valentine's Day?
0: Um, I
1: don't know. Cauliflower. Oh,
0: Caleb.
1: That's a humdinger. Uh, All right. I thought we could go into a brief history of Valentine's Day today. All right. Because I was curious about this myself, and it is kind of interesting. There's no firm historical record of how Valentine's Day was established, but there's a couple of commonly held possibilities. Okay. Ready for this? Apparently, there was an ancient fertility festival called Lupercalia. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, Mm -hmm. but uh, maybe that's why it's ancient, because people couldn't remember how to pronounce it.
0: (laughs) Valentine's Uh, was easier.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This occurred on February 15th, apparently. And there's two different stories about this. So the first story I came across is that during the festival, young women would place their names in a large urn, and the young men would draw a name from the urn and then be romantically linked with that young woman for the following year.
0: Okay. It's
1: kind of like a random matchmaking service. Yeah. Us, using a pot. Yeah. And other uh, Internet the, dating. What?
0: Internet dating? Yeah. Earn dating. Ern
1: <laughs> 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 <I know. laughs> Earn dot com instead of match.com. <laughs> All right, second story I found was that the lover's holiday actually traces its roots to a raucous annual Roman festival where men stripped naked, grabbed goat or dog-skin whips, and spanked young maidens in hopes of increasing their fertility.
0: Huh, I wonder why that one's not done anymore.
1: Well, I think the fact that it's minus 24 here, <laughs> we well, I'm thankful that we moved on from that day and age and into a more commercialized version of Valentine's Day.
0: Right, right, which is so much better.
1: Yes. Okay, so what did the French chef give his wife for Valentine's Day?
0: Mm, A dog-skin whip?
1: Nope. A hug and a quiche.
0: Oh, Caleb. Sorry. Where did you get these?
1: Off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) The Catholic Church says it's nothing to do with these ancient pagan rites this Valentine's Day, but rather the day's celebration comes from three possible people, men called Saint, now called Saint, Valentine's. The most probable of which is Mm
0: -hmm. a
1: young priest who was put to death for marrying young Christians against the order of the Roman emperor. And so by some accounts, before uh, being put to death on February 14th, this young man called Valentine sent a letter to the jailer's daughter with whom he became become friends and signed it from your Valentine. And that could be where the namesake Valentine's came from, but it's not for sure. There's a couple other possibilities. Both of these guys were martyred. They could be a, where it came from as well. But regardless of which guy it came from, Verlinda, in 469 AD, Pope Gelasius, changed the date of Lupercalia from the 15th of the month to the 14th in order to distance it from the rituals of the Roman pagan love festival and connect it with St. Valentine. So they made it nicer. One last story.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: This is another alternative. Uh, The Roman emperor way back in whatever day was Claudius II. Mm -hmm. And he said young men in his army could not marry because they made better soldiers if they were single and unmarried. But St. Valentine, he took pity on these young men and he began to perform these secret marriages – so they could be with their lovers. And the Emperor Claudius became aware of what St. Valentine was doing and had him imprisoned. And Claudius attempted to convert Valentine to worship the Roman gods, but St. Valentine refused and in return attempted to convert the Emperor to Catholicism. And uh, Claudius, he did not respond well to this, so he decided to off with his head. And after his death, Valentine became a patron saint through that church. And now... Some consider him to be the spiritual overseer of an annual festival in which young Romans would distribute cards of affection to those they wished to formally see. And this festival was held each February 14th. So, who really knows?
0: Mm -hmm. I think we're kind of a long ways from any of these.
1: Yeah. It's just not, uh, whatever started this, it's not there anymore.
0: No, no. Yeah. Hey. What? Do you have a date for Valentine's Day?
1: Ah, yes I do. It's February 14th. Okay. So apparently there are Valentines. Oh, was that a bid for connection?
0: Yeah. No, no, no. We're good at communicating.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. All right. There are Valentine cards in museums going back to 1415. Americans started sending them in the 1700s. And Esther A. Howland is known as the mother of Valentine's Day and began selling mass-produced Valentines in the 1840s that were decorated with pictures, lace, and ribbon. 1840s? Yeah. Wow. And in 1868, the first chocolate box was introduced by Richard Cadbury. If that last name rings a bell, it should. <laughs> and he decorated a candy box with a painting of his young daughter holding a kitten in her arms. And he also invented the first Valentine's Day candy box. Wow. So all the way from that to today, I think you have an amazing statistic for us that you referred to.
0: hmm They say in, in 2014, the National Retail Federation estimated that U.S. consumers would spend $17.3 billion on Whoa. the holiday. Man. Like, that is ridiculous.
1: That's quite a bit of money. Yeah. Huh. We should start making Valentine's Day cards.
0: Yeah, apparently. But did you know that, well, this is kind of obvious too, women purchase 85% of all Valentines.
1: Yeah, but you know what I thought about that is a lot of those go to school and kids exchange them. Yeah. In North America, right?
0: Yeah. But I still think men should step up to the plate. Should
1: should buy more cards? (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Yes. Moving right along. The 64% of men, though, Verlinda, buy flowers on Valentine's Day. So women buy cards, men buy flowers. That's all good.
0: Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think overall, like, just getting down to the meat of what we want to talk about here, Americans and Canadians tend to either hate or love Valentine's Day. Okay. It's kind of a love or hate relationship. So people are either really into it or like, oh, Valentine's Day, roll the eyes. Right. Right. Now, Valentine, I did notice one thing that Valentine's in different cultures means different things. So it's a lot more about family, apparently, in Australia.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Whereas in North America, it's very much about romance between adults and then just kind of friendly gesture between kids. Little kids do this. Hmm. And then they hit a certain age and that all kind of stops until romance becomes a part of their picture when they get older, right? Yeah. So let's talk about expectations
0: Mm. around Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day. Yeah.
1: So where I see the expectations coming in, we were were talking about this at breakfast this morning, Mm -hmm. is this whole expectations thing. What if it differs between the two spouses?
0: Yeah. Like that could be awkward. You know, like what if your husband doesn't care? Or painful.
1: It could be painful. Yeah. Not just awkward, right?
0: Very painful.
1: So it You know, if
0: you go back to the office- Yeah. What is it? It's a Saturday this year, right? You go back to the office Monday morning and all the other girls are talking about what they got from their husbands and you're kind of like, oh, he forgot or he didn't do anything like that. That would be embarrassing. It would be hurtful. It would be whatever. Unless? Unless you talked about it ahead of time. Like for us, we don't really do Valentine's Day. You always give something to the girls and they love that. And I think it's the sweetest thing ever. But I don't expect anything from you Mm -hmm. because we just don't do that. You romance me every day of the year.
1: (laughs) Nice. Works better when you tell people that than me, though. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, I think that is the thing is... If you both agree that you're not doing Valentine's because it's commercial and it's just about the $17 billion and you're both honestly genuinely good with that, that's fine. And that's fine. You don't have to do Valentine's Day.
0: Exactly. But
1: if, if one spouse or both spouses like Valentine's Day and appreciate the meaning that comes with it and don't see it as some big commercial event, but as you know, a time, you know, you have Christmas for gift giving and you have Valentine's for showing love. Yeah. That's fine too.
0: Yeah. Like some people have those warm romantic traditions around yeah. Valentine's. And I yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah. Because we don't want to be the Grinch of No,
1: Valentine's. we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But where I think it can get tricky is when that differs between spouses. spouses. Mm-hmm. And that's probably informed by the family of origin. Like the, mm. whatever their parents did yeah. may be different too. And, and this is where Valentine's can be a warm, fuzzy day. All of a sudden can be um, a sore point in your relationship. And I think that's right. where we're having a good, clear conversation Yeah. Is helpful.
0: Yeah. So what does that conversation look like? What do you think about Valentine's Day?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, an easier in might be because if it's been got sore or been sensitive, what if you started with, uh, what did your parents do for each other for Valentine's Day?
0: Oh, Uh, that's a good one.
1: You know what I mean? Because you're kind of going in the back door there because, but that's really probably, it has to have for some, to some degree shaped their expectations.
0: Right. Right. That's good.
1: Yeah. So start with that question and just talk about, you know, what do we expect of each other? And then we have to acknowledge that part about what do others expect of us? So even though we don't do Valentine's, I struggle for a long time with you.
0: Telling my friends you got me nothing.
1: Yes. Mm. Not because of what you thought of me, but because what they would think of me. Right. Right. And yeah. that's about expectations of others that are outside. Right. And that can play into it as a factor too.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: So it takes a while to settle on these things, right? Yeah. There's no research that says that the billions spent on Valentine's Day in North America is actually doing anything to benefit marriages.
0: That's interesting.
1: Well, there's just no research. Right. That's not really making a point. It's just saying there's an absence of research. Yeah. But we we don't need it for our marriage, but we don't want to grinch your Valentine's either, like you said, Verlinda. And so, you know, if you have a very warm, romantic tradition around Valentine's, that's awesome. But like I said, what makes me concerned at times is what others expect of us. And I think that's where you have to have your own love languages and you have to set boundaries and others expectations of you and together be okay about that.
0: Yeah. Good. And make sure it's together.
1: Together. Yeah. And
0: not just assuming that your spouse is okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: All right. And one thought that we had for your Valentine's day, if you're still looking for that special gift, why not give your spouse something that's going to deepen your intimacy for the rest of your marriage? And that is the gift of communication.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, this is something every couple wants to improve on. Mm -hmm. Like everybody we talk to, it doesn't matter what age or how long they've been married, it seems like. Communication. It's all communication. And what's neat about it, it's a skill you can learn. It's not like I'm a bad communicator. I'm stuck for the rest of my life. No, it's a skill that you can develop and learn. And it's a course that we teach.
1: Oh, what a coincidence.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Called Talk To Me 101. So you can check it out by heading over to talktome101.com, our new website. And signing up for our next free training webinar.
1: And in that webinar, we're going to reveal what it takes to be an awesome listener. So that's where we start with the communication piece. The gift of listening, that is a huge gift you can honor your spouse with.
0: But we don't want you to come alone. Right. So bring your spouse as well. Uh We'll see you there. Remember, you can get the full show notes at oyf.link/slash slash 43.
1: And if you don't do something special for your spouse this Valentine's, we're cool with that. Just make sure you have a time of daily sharing and talking so that every day is special for your marriage.
0: God bless. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the only youforever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at only slash love. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.